Thank you for tuning in to SNC Adventures. Talk it out. My name is Paige, and today I'm here with Bree. Hi. <laughs> so, Bree, where did you student teach abroad? I student taught abroad in Auckland, New Zealand, um, which is on the North Island of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And what made you choose to student teach abroad? Um, I knew I wanted to study abroad, mm-hmm. but with the ed program and all the classes I was going to have to be taking and me not really knowing what my minor was going to be, mm-hmm. um, I thought it might work out better schedule-wise to student teach abroad. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of the main factors. And then as I started looking into it more, I got to um, know more about different schools in different countries, and mm-hmm. I was really intrigued by learning about different the way that school works in other countries besides the U.S. So I thought that would be a mm-hmm. good way to dive in at first and like get used to the culture and their schools and everything. Mm-hmm. So what age are you being certified to teach? So I will be certified first grade through eighth grade, which is the Middle Childhood Early Adolescent Certificate. Mm-hmm. So while I was there, I actually had my elementary placement, so I was with okay. younger kids there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about how the schooling system is slightly different there. What are the differences? Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, I would say the main difference that I notice is that they focus a lot on the whole child. So they have a lot of time to play and be kids during mm-hmm. the school day. Like, their school day starts at 9 a.m., so they have a little extra hour, maybe hour and a half more than kids in the U.S. do in the morning right away. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the day, they have two 40-minute breaks for lunch and play. So they just are outside playing. Um, they don't have to wear shoes. They kind of can do whatever mm-hmm. they want, just be kids. And that's kind of something unique to the school I was at, too, as well as they um, established a free play mm-hmm. initiative, which means there's not a lot of rules. Um, but just kind of the attitude of the culture that I was in in general emphasized that and emphasized the idea of kids really being able to be kids, which was really cool to see. Hmm. Is that throughout all the ages, or was it just because you were with younger children that that was present? Yeah, so the school that I was with... Um, was through year one, which is, like, our kindergarten, through year eight, Mm -hmm. which is, like, seventh Mm grade-ish. And then after year eight, they go to secondary or high school. Um, They call it college as well, but that's Mm -hmm. just kind of confusing. (laughs) Um, So they, like, all the kids at the school had those same breaks, and all of them were playing outside doing their stuff, which actually was super helpful for in the classroom, I noticed, especially with younger kids, because... Once they come back in, they've had a long enough time to play outside to kind of get their energy out, and now they can really focus in on what activities you're doing in the classroom, so that was really cool to see. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. How does the process work for, like, choosing where you go um, for student teaching abroad? Yeah, so actually, um, Dr. Delano kind of has a list of places that she's had connections with, and they've had sent students there before, um, and you kind of just can look at the list and rank your top three. Mm. And then she does magical communication work (laughs) behind the scenes to make sure that it works out. Um, So sometimes, like, the partnership that I was working with between the school I was at was called Swanson Primary School. Mm -hmm. And that partnership has been with SNC for over ten years, I want to say. Okay. So it was pretty well established, and I figured that would be a pretty good program to do since it is well-established and it would be a good way to 
still be supported during student teaching, but also be experiencing all this new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but you can pretty much, she's, she says that you can pretty much choose whatever you want and she'll try to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, but it just means that you have to be pretty flexible with where you're going, what you're doing, mm -hmm. and things like that. So what are your accommodations while you're staying in your host country? So I was placed with a host family. Okay. Um, and every, there were seven student teachers that went to New Zealand in the fall. Hmm. And everybody had their own host family, which was really cool because then you kind of had more of an opportunity to bond with the family and, mm -hmm. like, their way of life and the culture around them um, rather than just, like, you know, huddling together with the people that you know and mm -hmm. the culture that you know. So it was really cool. Um, all of the host families either worked at the school as, like, an administrator or they were teachers at the school, too. Which oh, was, that's really nice. Yeah, it worked out really well because then you got to, um, like, I would talk to my host mom about lesson plans that I was doing and, like, what she's done before. So you kind of had another teacher to talk to mm -hmm. as well as someone who knew the school really well and could, like let you know on what's going on at the school culture as well as what's going on just in general. Mm -hmm. So, And my host family was awesome. They took me around to different places, mm -hmm. and they were super kind to me. And just, like, we kind of – we had our own spaces, too, on the weekends and stuff. So, like, mm -hmm. she, we just respected our space together, and it, it worked out really well. I'm, I'm glad that I was with a host family mm -hmm. in that instance because it helped me connect, I think, more to the local culture. Mm -hmm. as well. And how many weeks total are you, were you in New Zealand? Um, we left, let's see, we left October 15th mm -hmm. and then came back December 15th. So it's like, okay. what is that, like eight or nine weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's, it's supposed to be half of your student teaching time because okay. each placement is um, for one half of your time, which is starting from the last week in August when the semester starts until the last week before second semester starts so that's like a total of 18 weeks I believe mm -hmm. um so it's pretty much supposed to be right in half but we went kind of in the middle of the <laughs> semester because that's how their school year worked out mm -hmm. so we were there pretty much for their entire last term of school okay which was kind of it was cool to see because I saw the start of the school year in the states mm -hmm. and then I saw the end of the school year in New Zealand <laughs> and then I came back to the middle of the school year in the states so it was <laughs> all over the board <laughs> yeah a little out of order yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice and yeah. so your student teaching, I'm guessing, full-time then, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Like your 9 a.m. to, like, 3 or 4-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we had, we had quite the packed schedule. Um, mm -hmm. So we started the same way as you'd start with your placement in the States. Like, you first did observations. You kind mm -hmm. of got to go to different classrooms, see how their um, ages were looking and, like, what they did in their rooms. Um observe your teacher and then like start taking on little pieces at a time so I started with taking on the special topic that we were doing at the time which was life cycles so like science kind of stuff mm. um so I started with that and then added in like some of our guided reading groups and just small group interventions and then eventually took over full control of the classroom for like the last five weeks four weeks something like that so mm -hmm. we spent a couple weeks on the front end doing that but that was 
every day, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at school at 7.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. To kind of, like, get stuff prepped because my host mom liked to be there early. Mm-hmm. And then we left pretty much around 3.30 because okay. we were there earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was full days. And then... <laughs> Basically, we did our, like, adventuring on the weekends. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to ask about next. So Mm -hmm. how do you kind of explore the host country? Because you want to get as much as you want out of it. Yeah, it was was kind of tough to fit everything (laughs) in. And I still feel like, you know, there's more, obviously, I wish I could go back and do. Mm -hmm. But um, what we... It was really fortunate that we had those break times during the day, actually, because Mm -hmm. that's when a lot of um, the other student teachers and I would meet in the staff room and plan out what we're doing for the weekend. So Mm -hmm. before we even went, we kind of had some ideas of where we wanted to go. As soon as we got there, we started mapping out what those weekends might look like to see, like, okay, how are we going to get here? Like, are people in the area going that might take us or things like that? Um... So we'd map that out kind of during our break times during the day and just be messaging over Facebook at night, too, to try and plan it out so we could travel together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then pretty much, like, Friday after school, we'd hit the ground running, like, whether it was taking a bus or getting a ride to the airport or whatever to travel around and then mm-hmm. coming back later on Sunday nights. It was a lot of time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we were a little pressed for adventuring time, so we did, we made the most of our weekends, and then um, during the weeknights, sometimes we'd go to, like, local things, so, like, mm-hmm. downtown, we'd take the train all the way downtown to Auckland City mm-hmm. Central, and we'd, like, go out to dinner, or we would, um, we went to a couple, like, open night market type things to mm-hmm. nearby, at, like, a nearby mall area. So mm-hmm. just stuff like that we do during the week. Um, we actually had one week where we had the opportunity to go over to another. All of us went to one host family, mm-hmm. and we had dinner together, and we just were able to, like, hang out and chat with them. And they had two daughters, which were super fun to hang out with and mm-hmm. <laughs> get to know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we had um, just, like, lighter stuff during the week and then did most of our trips on the weekend. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And... What do you think doing student teaching abroad kind of added to your student teaching experience, like, not just being in the U.S.? Um, I think it really kind of, it helps me to understand, like, the relationships with kids and how important that is, I think. Mm. Because even though, like, the curriculum was different, the culture was different, and, like, I didn't know a lot about it, and, like, obviously that was stuff I was going to learn, but... Mm from the first day, like, making the connections with kids right away was super helpful mm-hmm. um, in, like, getting to adjust to those things because they were a lot more forgiving, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, I don't know. I think one thing I gained from it, too, is just kind of opening my worldview as well, which is something that I know people who study abroad say too, but Mm -hmm. just getting to see from a kid's perspective and from a school perspective, um, like, who the people are and what the culture is like was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And also it was cool to see, I mean, not cool, I guess, but it was interesting to see that the problems that we have here were also kind of happening there. Mm. And just to, like, know that, okay, maybe this is, like, something that's more human than, like, political or things like that. So it was really, it was a really good experience for me, Mm -hmm. just to contextualize, like, 
I don't know, my teaching philosophies and how I want to form relationships with my students and my other staff members and things like that when I do get a full-time job here in the States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you mind elaborating a little bit on like what kinds of problems you saw in both areas? Yeah, so we were actually... Um, New Zealand has a decile system for ranking their schools, so there's decile 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. And that's like how... It's basically like based on low-income families and like you know issues that surround poverty so like kids that might be homeless or kids that might be um facing additional challenges that they bring along with them to school Mm -hmm. and the school that we were at was considered decile three which is on the lower side because one is the lowest and ten is the highest Mm -hmm. um so like seeing kind of some of the same struggles with students having to deal with things outside of school like homelessness and just like dealing with okay they don't have a clean uniform to wear like things like that and I was like okay those are pretty like similar to things that I've seen as well here in the states Mm -hmm. um but even just like on the flip side too I saw some positive things that were pretty universal for kids too like they all really liked um when we did like music dance party things and like Mm -hmm. they just like to um spend time getting to know you, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. What do you think you learned, like, the most about yourself going into a new culture and having to teach? Um, I think I learned how to be adaptable mm-hmm. <laughs> really mm-hmm. quick. Like, I was, and just more confident in myself, too, I think. Like, before I went, I was kind of stuck in, okay, like, should I do this? Is this okay? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And my my teacher that I was paired with in New Zealand was actually, like, the head of our team for the age group I was with. So I was with year three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the head of our team of classrooms. And so sometimes she'd have to, like, step out of the room to go deal with a behavior or, like, go talk to a parent or things like that. And so I had to really be adaptable in, like, yeah, I can jump in and cover that. Or, like, yeah, I'll try this. And especially with another, like, curriculum that I had no idea about, like, figuring everything out. Um, I relied a lot on my teacher, but at the same time, I had to learn how to adapt and just be confident in what I was doing, Mm -hmm. um, which was super amazing because (laughs) it helped me when I came back even to, to finish my placement here, just like finish up feeling really confident in myself as a teacher and not a student teacher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really good experience for me teacher-wise, as well as just, like, experiencing new culture and mm-hmm. getting to, I don't know, relax a little bit and mm-hmm. not freak out as much about everything. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was, like, some of the main cultural differences between New Zealand and here? Um, I think just in general, like, it's more laid back mm-hmm. um, in New Zealand, so the, I don't know, there's time set for things, but sometimes people are running behind, and that's totally fine, or, like, Mm -hmm. oh, if there's an issue, like, we'll deal with it, like, don't worry about it, is kind of a lot of the attitude, um, so it was a lot easier for me to just kind of relax and be authentic and be Mm -hmm. really, um, I don't know, joyful about what I was doing, because (laughs) it was very laid back, and you could you kind of had the room to 
make mistakes and fix them if you needed to, but also just to try different things that were new and exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I'd say that's the main thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, they have different words for things, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they have, instead of flip-flops, they call them jandals. And, jandals. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. <laughs> swimsuits are togs and just like <laughs> catching on to all the New Zealand lingo is funny and interesting mm-hmm. so nice yeah is there anything else that you want to share about your experience um I would just say that it was like definitely one of the most positive parts about this year so far <laughs> like <laughs> If you have the chance to do it, definitely go for it. Like, even if it seems totally out of your comfort zone or, like, something you would normally not, like, ever think you can do, mm-hmm. like, just go and try it. Because that was something, too, nice about being with. You have the people that you go with, or even if you go alone, you have the people that you're in school with every day. Mm-hmm. You have your teacher. You have your host family. Like, there's people there that are going to support you and, like, be there for you. Um, so if you're worried about not having that and you're worried about it, like, don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just do it because it's a really amazing experience to get to see all these cool places and experience new culture that you would have normally not experienced. And then even if you're afraid, there's, like, people that are going to support you as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, for the people you hung out with, would you... Because it's kind of different than studying abroad where you're Mm -hmm. trying to make friends with, like, other students and stuff. Yeah. So would you hang out with any of, like, the other teachers or... Yeah, um... actually, we had, um, there was a couple of, like, the BTs in our school that I got pretty close to. So BT is a beginning teacher. Mm. And those were people who just came out of college, well, university, Mm -hmm. and, um, are in their first or second year of teaching. Okay. And so... I really connected with two of those teachers in the school just because they were kind of in a similar boat to where I was where we were kind of doing this for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we would talk with them kind of throughout the day and after school and we had like a staff Christmas party Mm -hmm. that we all went to and the two of them invited me out afterwards to like go out and have some drinks and whatever. So Mm -hmm. like just finding those connections in the school Um, was super helpful, too, because obviously it's pretty much you and then teachers, so Mm -hmm. finding maybe the teachers that are similar to your situation or at your own age group or just are looking for someone to hang out with Mm -hmm. (laughs) are are going to be your go-tos because they'll take you places and go on adventures with you so you're not going to be alone. Yeah, yeah, they know the area and know where you should go, kind Mm -hmm. of the must-sees. Right, and it was a little different, too, because we had, like, so many SNC students there, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, outside of the SNC students, like, those were the two that I connected with a lot, and then, obviously, my own teacher and people in our own um, team, Mm -hmm. we connected with because we saw them every day in the morning and breaks and everything like that, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. (laughs) What happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at snc.edu.